I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing while we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? And what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. We meet again. Well, well, Wells and Peters. Last names. Last names. How you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I took my dog out for a walk and he would not shit Mm-mm. and felt like a waste of time. I'll be honest. And Did I told he... you one time mm-hmm. you, and you, you say it a lot. You quote it. Which is <laughs> <I do>. that. <laughs> one time we were walking, you, you were like on a dog walk with me. And I was like, all anyone in the city is ever doing is just waiting for their dog to shit. Just looking at that just little dog. Watching butt. that little booty. Waiting for it to pucker up, counting down their days here mm-hmm. on earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's I'm it. fine with that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing a okay. That's about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if I ate enough today. You know, I definitely and yet didn't. I still ate plenty, but not enough. Never enough. Never not enough. For me. No, no, not no. For this girl. Mm-mm. Shannon, mm-hmm. who's our guest today? A former coworker. What? <laughs> Here to air some grievances. Yeah. Well, that's what this whole podcast was. <laughs> was just shit talking our yeah. former <laughs> places of employment. Well, 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 no, uh, no. <laughs> um, I met this wonderful individual when I first started with the barbershop, like two, two and a half years ago or so. Mm-hmm. He was at the first location I was at. Ooh. It, I don't know if that'll come out in the edit, but it got a little bit uh, robotic for us on this end. Um, <laughs> Zoom. And my first memory of him was I was still like fairly new and uh, was still like, oh, just going to stay up here and check people in and not bother anybody, not bother all the cool barbers back there. Yeah. Um, and he was taking classes at the time, I think, and mm. he was working on a paper and came over and struck up a conversation about male contraception and that was our that was our baseline and I was like okay he's in we're good great (laughs) yeah that's fantastic what Um, a great yeah what a great kick off a friendship (laughs) um so that was very interesting and I was just like okay I like the way his brain works and that is always a great as I said the opposite of a red flag a green flag in terms Mm -hmm. of people I want to continue having conversations with see what they're working on um what brings them to those projects so I'm very stoked because he's kind of been like, again, like on our guest queue for a minute yeah. and it just really lined up this week to have him on. So truly without further ado, and I mean it, Marty Argetta. Hello. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Oh Absolutely. yeah. What's up? So yeah, back to the male contraception. I just like yeah. very clearly remember that day because I was so <laughs> trying to not be seen at that point and just like yeah. let y'all do your thing. And I like targeted you. I was like, you, what's your opinion? <laughs> you look smart, I think were the words that he said. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Some around that effect. Um, oh. No, but I mean, it's such a fascinating thing and it's similar to like the COVID vaccine. They mm. didn't do enough like yeah. research for how that would affect women's menstrual cycles. Mm. Like, yeah. So it's definitely a, common mm-hmm. theme in science and health um research because mm-hmm. why would they want contraception you know wasn't there like a male birth control pill that was maybe tested and i don't have any sources to cite i just remember hearing about this on yeah. the street and there was and they they didn't want to do it or yeah something. right yeah so i was doing this uh i was writing a paper for school i can't even remember uh if what class it was for maybe it was critical thinking but anyway um uh yeah i chose to do it on male contraception um and so it was kind of fascinating all the information i found out about it and, and how uh it was originally designed for men um 
that was like the very first contraception ever. And so what had happened in short, I guess, is uh, the pharmaceutical company conducted conducted these experiments on um, on inmates. So they, you know, did the trial for this contraceptive pill on inmates, on a group of inmates. And one of them got a hold of like contraband alcohol during this experiment. And so he, uh, while he was on this uh, contraceptive, he consumed alcohol and he noticed that he reacted very violently. Um, and it was an unusual level of violence for him, I guess. And so he was like, he confessed to the pharmaceutical company. He's like, hey, um, so, you know, after I started taking this, anytime I consume alcohol, I get extremely violent. And so they conducted more experiments, this time including alcohol with the contraceptive. And they found that, you know, there, there are a lot of negative side effects with the contraceptive. And um, I can't remember how short after that they actually released the contraceptive for women. Hmm. Um, and I don't know whether or not they conducted the same experiments, but it was approved with no time and it was available on the counter and that's it. Like, you know, <laughs> all this information and all this contraceptive, uh, I guess, um, experiments, all these experiments were kind of just swept under the rug. Huh. And uh, we still don't really have access to that today as much, you know, so it's, it's, it's quite fascinating, but oh. yeah, especially that they were like, he was like, I get angry when I consume alcohol yeah, and like, they were like, violent. let's get this man some help. Like they were just like, <laughs> it's just, maybe they did, maybe they yeah, did. probably yeah. not, probably not, but <laughs> we're getting very defensive about <laughs> this very yeah. dated um, experiment. Yeah. I mean, you would say that these pharmaceutical individuals were a couple nervous physicians, would you not? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Good well, I think that made, I think that made them very nervous about the contraceptive pill for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> so first I want to talk about that name so is mm -hmm. that for is that your group is that your alter ego what do you consider that name to be for you uh, creatively? I, well it's so it's definitely a solo project so I feel like in a sense it's the name of the project and the alter ego mm -hmm. almost like uh Marilyn Manson for example Marilyn Manson's Marilyn Manson and Marilyn Manson's also the band mm -hmm. um so in a sense, it's the same sort of concept. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now was this a pre-pandemic creative endeavor or an idea you had prior to that came more to life during the pandemic because you had more time? No, yeah, this was definitely pre-pandemic. Um, actually, uh, I started writing songs for The Nervous Physician when I was still living out on the West Coast. Um, and um, I, so I moved out here and uh, I've been, you know, continuously writing music and um, I didn't actually put the EP together until like right before the pandemic hit. So okay. it took me a long time, but <laughs> yeah, what do you but it feel, finally came together. Yeah. What do you feel were, I don't even love the word roadblocks, but what do you mm -hmm. feel helped prolong that, that, uh, that final release there? Well, when it's a solo project, there's no timelines. And I mm, feel like, yeah. you know, things can get pushed back and there's no pressure, which is fine. Um, and uh, besides, I I mean, I like playing with a full band, um, but it's, it's kind of hard to find people that are into this sort of niche, like genre, you know, of, of music that, that you can work with. So, you know, after years of, of uh, you know, continuing to make music and also trying to get into the network of musicians in New York. You know, my personality is not the type of personality that's like, you know, hey, you know, I can't approach strangers and be like, hey, like, let's make music or, right. you know, make friends right off the bat. So, um, you know, I figured, well, you know, I'll what I'll do is I'll put this EP together and then, you know, put it, you know, put it out, publish it. And then, uh, you know, if anyone's interested, in this genre or this EP, then, you know, people can join. Um, and mm. that would be great too. But so I guess there was really just no rush to begin with as long yeah. as I kept, as long as I kept writing, you know what I mean? That was what was more important to me. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little more about this genre of music and what uh, has inspired it for you? Yeah. So Okay, so I'm gonna give a little bit of a backstory. Um, you know, growing up, I've, I've 
always been into like the subculture genres, you know, like punk, uh, post-punk or goth, industrial, what have you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I've experimented with a lot of styles of music. And um, one thing that I didn't really like about specific genres is that they're they're too specific. <laughs> like, for example, psychobilly is psychobilly and that's all it'll ever be. Like, you, there's really no room to expand and experiment. So, um, you know, as as I, I guess as I got older, I, I kind of wanted to, to expand the boundaries. And so I wanted to be able to experiment and still be, uh, you know, I guess in this sort of genre, you know what I mean? Uh, like a loose genre or something. But mm. um, so the idea with post-punk is that it, it is an umbrella term. Um, and so that's what I like about it. You can have like, songs written in major keys and they sound a little bit happier and upbeat and you can have songs that are you know darker and moodier and sound a little more on the goth side mm -hmm. or somewhere in between or they can be more synthy they can be more guitar based so there's a lot of room to experiment and there's a lot of room to be creative and you know i like that so that's why i you know consider myself uh, you know post-punk musician I mean, that's also one of the things I love about your brain. And since I've met you is that you're constantly like exercising it, whether you have, you know, a new book or mm -hmm. a new instrument or just yeah, some new, like the synth, everything you've been getting over. Um, did you have it during the pandemic or I know you just, do you have your um, newest equipment during the pandemic or have you had it for a while? My like my instruments and stuff like that didn't you have you you had a um, portable board that you were bringing to work for a little bit there. oh yeah, yeah yeah so i it took me a while to acquire all these uh instruments and um so when i moved here to new york i i made a huge purchase and i bought a few synthesizers expensive ones and i you know did a payment plan and all that for them because i couldn't afford them all at once <laughs> that's for sure especially living here but anyway um so it took me a while to acquire uh, the setup that I have now. So, you know, since 2017 up until now, you know, I have, you know, a new synthesizer, I would say like every year since then, you know what okay. I mean? And okay. um, so, yeah, uh, my latest purchase was around the time that I started working at that location. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say the name because that's the forbidden name of yeah. the shop we, we worked at together. <laughs> we don't say that name on our days off. <laughs> it's respectful. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I, hear you. I know. I have to be very, very careful between the barbershop and you're always like the kids place, place. I work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess why I asked that is because you're fairly self-taught in all of in most of these instruments right mm -hmm. and yeah, so definitely. it would feel overwhelming for you to make like a big purchase of all of these instruments it makes sense mm -hmm. that you would want to stagger it so you have time with each thing mm -hmm. um so it doesn't feel like an obligation again like that's why i so appreciate like there's no timeline there's no rush like if it was rushed that would defeat the purpose yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it was like a total mood was 5878. That was <laughs> yeah. so wild. So wild. first of all, like the the queen and that is just so beautiful. Oh, yes. So yes. stunning. Um, but yeah, what a mood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you I mean, in terms of the music video, that was a pandemic project, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that actually that song was created last minute. Um, so I had um, sent my music to my friend to get mm -hmm. mixed and mastered, and he was mixing and mastering it. While he was doing that, I was already working on this song. So it was incomplete. I couldn't send it to him incomplete. So I was working on this song while he's mixing and mastering my stuff. And I completed the song and I really loved it. So I was like, I really want to add this to the EP. But you know, there's also a money issue. I'm paying my friend to mix and master my stuff. So yeah. I decided, you know what? I, I really want to replace one of those songs with this one. So I decided to do that. And so that that song was like like a quarantine song for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's when I completed it. And uh, I'm glad that I swapped one of the other songs out for this one because I think it actually, you know, it it ties everything in together to the whole EP. So mm. yeah, that's definitely uh, an uh, 
pandemic during you know the midst of the pandemic song for sure yeah. and then the, the video was too however the video we shot when you know everyone was getting vaccinated already oh, so yeah. that was a huge help and that made everyone feel more comfortable mm-hmm. um so uh, you know we still took precaution and you know wore masks and stuff except for the talent mm-hmm. um but, but yeah, um, but you know, it, it was definitely more comfortable because it was a small crew, um, first of all, and um, you know, it, it was overall fun because we knew we were being safe, and you know, we were still trying to make the best of it. So, yeah. Do you see yourself doing more of that? Definitely, I think. Um, I mean, I would love to film another music video. Um, and I would like to include more people, especially now that, you know, more people are vaccinated and, you know, uh, people are getting more comfortable with being around each other, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely want to do it again. Uh, the hardest part for me, especially with videos, is is coming up with a concept that sort of, you know, correlates with the song. Yeah. That, you know, so um, so that I think that's the next step for sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Definitely want to do it again. Yeah. What? daily creative joys do you find I mean it kind of you do take the time to carve out like time with your instruments time to read you know you clearly have like a beautiful home so like decor (laughs) decor is definitely like making a space your own is a creative joy but what other like daily creative joys have you found that you're really drawn to um uh, you know it's hard to say I feel like I'm also I'm also the type of person that just loves to like take a step back from, you know, I don't want to force myself to be creative every single day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so, you know, I like to stay, take a step back and just, you know, live a little and, um, and sort of reflect if I need to on, you know, the direction I want to head in and, and, and you know, in any art form. Um, so I think, for me, that's that's all just as important as being creative. It's taking a step back and and actually not doing anything. Yeah. So um, so yeah, a lot of the times I'll do that. And aside from that, um, if I do want to do like a creative drill, uh, I will turn on all of my instruments and just do like uh, like a drill. You know, I'll I'll make a quick uh, minute song. Um, and with no expectations, I don't expect to make anything, you know, like, you know, a next like song out of it. It's just me having fun with my, my music and, um, you know, maybe a few drinks and, and that's it. It's just like a quick, fun jam session with myself. And that's, you know, that for me, that for me is really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I've never heard of that. I, I don't know if it, but I, but I love it. Like doing a drill and I feel like that can be applied to anything and it makes so much sense in just Mm -hmm. as you said earlier like flexing those muscles like exactly yeah that's where like the pod came from organically was Mm -hmm. like last fall right yeah (laughs) that's time um you would just come over and we would just turn our phone on and have it recording like a voice memo and not think of anything of it and most of it was (laughs) who fucking knows well because we would have so many conversations where we would we would like get into this great deep conversation be like we should have been and it became this running thing where we we were like why weren't we recording this yeah and then one day we just started recording it and listening back and we were like why don't we we could just fucking do a podcast. This could be it, but it's, that's the sesh. That's (laughs) the drill sesh. Just doing it and just carving out little times and not putting any expectations on yourself, but rather just like setting aside that time to just let it happen. Exactly. I love that. And going back to like you were saying, like taking time to step back, Mm. even in something that is like a, and you being a solo artist at the moment, like you said, put it out there, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> um, you know, even though it's like, this is my best friend and we're working on something fun. There's still that weird creative, like obligation in my head where if I'm mm. like, Hey, can right. you take a week off? It's like, this is the person who I've, who's known me, you yeah. know, better than anyone in my, in my brain. I'm like, no, but I have to have to what, what right. there's that no mean? have to. Yeah, yeah, there's no have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> I, and I t- see for me too, with these sort of things, 
I tend to do like all or nothing. So that Mm -hmm. idea of being like, all you need is like five minutes or maybe 10 minutes, whatever, five minutes, (laughs) but like 10, eight minutes, happy medium. Uh, And that's it. And you don't have to like keep going. There's no deadline. There's no timeline. There's something Mm -hmm. so freeing in that. Um, And I feel like when you release those restrictions and those constraints, the more it flows. Exactly. And again, that can apply to anything, I think, creative or uh, creatively mm-hmm. and beyond probably. But um, yeah, I love that. I love that. You also have a background in like filmmaking. Yes. Is this a self-taught situation as well? Yeah. So that, that definitely has been an idea for a, a while. Um, but like anything, you know, filmmaking is very expensive. So, um, so when I met you, uh, I was in school and I took a screenwriting class. And so yes. that kind of opened that up for me. You know, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I started there uh, with that screenwriting class. And so I learned how to format a screenplay and, and whatnot. And so um, for me, that was like the beginning of this journey, this new journey, you know, in filmmaking. And so since then, you know, I have also acquired a lot of uh, equipment uh, in order to do that. And, and at this point, I think I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with, you know, the equipment that I have uh, in order to achieve something like a short film. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, like, I the goal is to, you know, create a few shorts. Um, and so I feel like that's going to be the next challenge for sure is, mm-hmm. is, is getting to that point um, of actually you know, shooting yeah. something yeah. that I wrote. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting, but scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What is something that you love about how your brain works and something that you find challenging about how your brain works yes. in the creative process? In the creative process? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they go hand in hand, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> um, one thing that I love about how my brain works is that, well, I am actually very picky um, with, with my own material. Mm. Um, and I kind of like having that as... Um, like a high it's, standard. It's, yeah, I, I didn't want to say standard, oh. but I guess it is a standard. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. yeah. 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 <laughs> said it for me. Um, so yeah, it's a standard. And uh, I love it and I hate it because, um, for example, I, I just wrote a song recently um, and I, I'm, I, I like it. I'm very satisfied with it. But I want to, I want to you know, release another uh, EP, but I, I at least want to write two other tracks. And these two other tracks have to be sort of similar. It has to be like a cohesive sort of EP. So like I have this standard and um, I can write and write and write. And and if I'm not satisfied with it enough, I won't add it to the EP. So it's mm-hmm. in a way it's like, it's kind of a curse, but it's like kind of a good thing for me, I think, you know, to, to have that sort of standard. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I am really, really picky about that in particular yeah I don't think that's a bad thing we were talking to our guest last week Jacob and more in in the realm of um like the regional theater world and in terms of like when you start out you're trained to be told to not be picky because you should be so grateful that you're working at all yeah and then if you are working more and more as an actor like maybe I don't want to do that musical anymore maybe I don't want to do that type of thing anymore and then it starts to narrow your focus and right and you're then you're reaping the benefits of the work you actually want to be doing instead yeah. of feeling resentful about it so I think that's a positive in terms of setting a certain bar for yourself Absolutely. but my thought is like then do you feel like you have all these songs that aren't like fully cooked like that are just kind of mm-hmm. like hanging out oh yeah yeah <laughs> I mean I I'm sure I'm sure a, a lot of people have like sort of uh you know like a vault of mm-hmm you know, works that they've created and they don't really want to publish or, or incomplete work, which I do have a lot of incomplete work too, that uh, I try to go back 
and revisit these, you know, songs. And I'm just like, I, this is, this is impossible to work with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just have to, I don't know, I have to delete it or something. It's uh, and you know, what's funny is I have a friend that paints in California and um, he told me that like, if he starts a painting and he's unsatisfied with the painting, he'll start over, he'll white everything out and start over and he can't produce anything. And he's like, this canvas is cursed. I have to just toss this whole canvas and start wow. with a new canvas. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it's the same sort of thing with me. Huh. Like if I start a song and, you know, in the moment I'm like, okay, this is sounding good. This is sounding good. But when I have the complete piece, I'm like, I don't really like it. So I, I try to rework some things and, and it just seems impossible to make a complete piece that I actually like. I'm like, uh, I'm going to save it for like next week. And then, mm. you know, a year later and I'm like, I try to rework it again a year later. And I'm like, I just can't do anything with it. I can't, I really can't. So huh. I just, it's, it's unsalvageable. I have to throw it away. <laughs> it's Honestly, like that canvas. Uh, <laughs> I have two thoughts. Yeah. One, I think you should start doing that with your clients. If you don't like a haircut, this canvas right? is cursed. I'm so sorry. You know you can't, you can't You're 86. Back. You can't yeah. come back to me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And two, that's what I love about like the stand-up world is that they have to that that's what you don't see. Everyone sees the, you know, hour, half hour special on Netflix. They don't see the years of trying the, right, right. the bits, trying going, that doesn't work. Scrap that. Trying the same joke and doing it 30 different times. Right. Yeah. That's um, interesting. Yeah. So that's very similar. I just watched, um, I don't know if you know the comedian Tig Notaro. Mm -hmm. I just watched her documentary. It's just called Tig. It's talking mm -hmm. about like when she found out she had breast cancer within like a month, it was like, she had breast cancer, a colon um, situation and her mom died. Oh my God. And oh. so she did a stand up bit about having cancer and that like went viral. People lost their shit about it. And now when she was in um, remission, now she's like, so am I the cancer comedian? Like, what right. is this? So the documentary is her going out and trying shit and you see her working a joke does not get laughs in the first oh, couple wow. clubs and then yeah. by the end of it when she's doing her special she's worked it enough to where it's like killing so wow. I hear that canvas is cursed thing and I understand like knowing when to call it and go like yeah. I'm, I'm putting too much energy into this <laughs> yeah. you know yeah exactly but I also love that you have all of these things in your vault that you can access and see okay what is there what is salvageable mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I um as a hobby started doing like collages and it's set when I first heard about like collaging it, it, it made me think of like five-year-olds in art class like cutting triangles but it's actually like a really <laughs> cool art you use like you could use like high fashion magazines like Nat Geo magazines and you very precisely cut out these images to create your own whatever your own piece and um I just this past week have been like cutting images and stuff. And I don't have any particular piece that I want to make, but I keep these images and in an envelope and like months later, we'll come back when I'm like, I just want to sit down and start a piece. And it's exact, even though I had nothing for it when I first cut it out, it's exactly what I need in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what that reminds me of is just like having these little, like scraps. Sit, little scraps. Right. It's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what is a piece of advice that you would give to your younger creative self, whether that's Marty back on the West coast before you moved out here, whether that's Marty just getting into like this post-punk goth scene and yeah. feeling feel starting to un feel understood in a way um what is a piece of advice you would give to that younger version of your creative self hmm. that's an interesting question thank you very uh, much yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, you know it's not it's not too often I think about younger nervous physician <laughs> With a little, um, like a big step yeah. like an oversized lab coat and yeah. a stethoscope and he's like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah um I think that a lot of the times I um a lot of the times I did have this idea that like I I, I needed to be in a band in order to you know play gigs or whatever or you know um anything like that so I think that I would, I would suggest to younger nervous physician <laughs> that you don't need that. Um, there's totally ways 
around that, even, you know, for playing live sets. And uh, I think that I would advise myself to like, um, ex try to explore more and research more on how to just do it yourself if you have to. Um, you know, and uh, a lot of that I'm still trying to figure out. And, you know, I, I, in theory, I have, you know, a way to play live by myself. I haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it works out. But um, yeah, I think that that's probably what I would say to myself. I love that. No, yeah. I, you're a great example of collaborating, like solo collaboration, which mm -hmm. it sounds like an oxymoron, but <laughs> makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And I keep going back to this idea of scraps because he came into the shop one day and he had like two, it was like this like gold, like fabric scraps <laughs> that oh. he got from, what's that place called? Is it just called Fab Scraps? Fab Scrap, yeah. yeah. Fab Scrap. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, why is this work keep coming up? But he was like, you know, like, oh, I think we're going to use this for the next music video or project we're working wow. on. Like, that is my image of Marty. It's just like, go do it, <laughs> do it your fucking self. Like, mm -hmm. get the materials you need. It doesn't yeah. need to be like, and Narlin is very similar in this way, too, of like, you can do it on your own. Yeah. You just yeah. need to like put that little voice away for a moment yeah. that's saying you can't and go get right, the scraps. Right yeah and see what it becomes so yeah. I think that's incredibly rad right yeah yeah wow that was such a pleasant brain to storm may I just <laughs> say I know yeah how do you feel I feel like a little break <laughs> what did I say <laughs> a little break I feel like a little break <laughs> what is that voice well, yeah I don't know oh, we're gonna know. talk about it over the break over the break over the break <laughs> um let's be back And we're back. As is normal <laughs> with the break, it ends. And we come, <laughs> we come back after it and we start again. Huh? Yeah. Uh, we play a little game every, every episode, but I want to know what you think this game is going to be, Marty. Uh -huh. Okay. Place your guesses right now, right here. Um, trivia? Aww. Uh, I don't know. That's such you know, a wholesome answer. You know, I love that answer. One, two. There's a little trivia. Trivia maybe about Is you there? and your likes. <laughs> So we'll find out. Yeah, that was good. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, the game is actually called Mash. Mashmaker. And it's a game that Shannon and I and a lot of our guests, actually all of our guests so far, it turns out, used to play like when we were kids at school. And it's basically how it goes is MASH stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shack, and House. And okay. so there are four other categories, partner, children, career, and transportation. And you're going to give us four options for each of those categories. And then through my calculations in the end, um, we'll come up, we'll predict your future. We're predicting okay, cool. your future. Yeah. Awesome. A lot cool. of people are uncertain in these uncertain times about <laughs> yeah. what what you know awaits them on the other side for and sure we have those answers okay yeah. cool yeah it so, is cool <laughs> so how we're going to start is i'm going to start uh just drawing a spiral and you're going to tell me when to stop okay okay all right and now Okay, stop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was especially good this round because Marty's computer, his camera is on a downward yeah. slant. So it looked like he was looking at the spiral. I know, that's right? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like we should take a picture yeah, of it. Like, um, okay, so the first category is mm -hmm. partner. So I mm -hmm. need you to give me four options for an ideal dream partner. Now, traditionally, I think how it's played is like, you know, celebrities. Yeah, right? like someone that you want to like marry. Like when we were kids, it would, you know, right? Like for me, it was like Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it was Trevor McLeod from my from her. third grade class. Third grade class. Uh, but, but he ran a six minute mile and I was running like a 12. So I was never going to catch it. <laughs> we were never going to be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, boy. <I'm> <laughs> but. <laughs> 
Additionally, you can choose like a business partner or if there's somebody you want to like collab with, uh, anything goes. So four options. Okay. So, so I, I choose a partner. Yes. So you're going to name four people Mm -hmm. that either you want to be with like celebrity crushes or people you want to collaborate with or just be friends with too. Like whatever okay, kind so of partner. It could be a partner in any way. Yeah. Okay. Partner in okay. crime. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're really open-ended. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, definitely. Um, I guess while well, sticking to music to start off with, I definitely think my partner would be my best friend from home named Steven Campos. <laughs> um, he and I used to jam out. Uh, we used to play in a band back home. And the only reason we stopped is because I moved here. <laughs> so <laughs> he, so he and I, we have a weird, interesting dynamic where like when we jam, like we know exactly what to do, when to do it. And it's all improvised. Like we just like are on the same exact page, the same exact word. <laughs> so wow. wow. He and I, yeah. So, um, for sure, uh, if it's like anything related to music, he would be that person. He would be that partner for sure. Oh, it's just so like special. us, Shannon. We're like yeah. peanut butter, finish each other's sentences, like peanut butter and tuna. That's yeah. it. <laughs> really? She loves that really sandwich. Good. So yeah. good. Nice. Comfort food. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> Gross. Um, all right, three more options. Okay. Um, if I were to pick a partner for like, let's say filming, well, I would love to be partner with Lars von Trier. Tell us more. So Lars von Trier um, is one of my favorite directors. He makes all these like thought provoking films. Uh, he directed a uh, Nymphomaniac, Melancholia. Oh, Melancholia. That yeah. really fucked me up. Antichrist. Um, so I would love, love, love to be his partner in filmmaking. I, it would just, I would die. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's super, super Danish. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very European for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. That movie Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst, like, like really fucked me up. Oh, wait. yeah. The house that Jack built is this the movie I'm thinking of? Yes, he, I haven't seen that one yet. <gasps> is it good? Is it good? I haven't seen that one yet. Shit is you saw nutty. it? Yes. Okay. My yeah. roommate was watching it. Um, Danny, when he still lived with us, oh. and it is fucking wild. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Matt Dillon, I like him. Ooh. All right, we're gonna have to go down a lot. You would love that movie. Bunch. Why? You know, serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I serial like killers. You know, serial killers. You love them. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Um, love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two more options. Um, let's see. Hmm. Do you have any celebrity crushes? Okay. So in terms of celebrity crushes, well, first of all, I don't really know too many celebrities. Like I'm terrible with celebrities. My, whenever my friends are discussing any film or anything like that they're always bringing up names and I'm like I don't know who that is (laughs) (laughs) but um Charlotte Gainsborough I think that's how you pronounce her last name Mm. um she was in Nymphomaniac um I think Mm. she would be my celebrity crush for sure yes (laughs) beautiful I love that all right you have one more option okay so let's say if I were to open up a business barbershop uh I would love for my business partner to be Luis for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Luis Sedeno. Yeah. Um, Luis, uh, he's just, well, he's an amazing barber first off. So like, I, I love watching him work. And secondly, he's an amazing person and always <laughs> pleasant to be around. So working with him and watching him work is like, it, it's a real treat. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I would, love to be his business partner that'd be so cool yes <laughs> two frenchies those could be in the shop at all times. yeah so exactly that's really yeah important that's to me. a vibe yeah that was a really good for spread. sure yeah good that job. is a really good yeah. spread um all right so the next category is children and traditionally how this is played is number of children you will have in the future now here at brainstorming the pod past (laughs) we open that up to anything so we open it up to like names of kids or 
uh, adult adoption. Like if there are any celebrity kids that you want to adopt or just like regular kids that you know, and you're like, I want them to be my children. Maybe not. That's kind of creepy. But, <laughs> but I mean, if you want, fine. Um, yeah. So again, this is your future. For this. Yeah. In terms of children, I think one or two max. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, I can't even imagine being a parent. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. one of those things. There's like, you, there's no way you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, really, unless you have that experience of actually taking care of a child permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, yeah, I would say like one uh, for sure, maybe two. Um, that's, that's, I think, my comfort zone for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you want me to, I'll put, how about this? Unless you have other, like if you want to expand on like children's names, I'll do one, I'll do two, I'll do zero. Does that sound good? And then- Wait, my, what? <laughs> so you're so, so, <laughs> so we have four options for this as well. Yeah. So to fill these options, unless you have something else, we could, we could do one child is one option two children is another we could put zero so you don't have to you don't have to have any children yeah and, and then, then my curveball is how many animals would you oh, want oh yeah that, <laughs> that's good too in an ideal world money is no option yeah um i mean i think it'd be cool to have like a fish tank you know what I mean oh yeah <laughs> finally oh With, my like, god a, yeah <laughs> been waiting 15 um, episodes for some yeah. fish tank talk <laughs> yes. uh yeah I think that'd be pretty rad uh to have like some uh cool fish or like an octopus if that's legal <laughs> that would be so up, cool like a yeah. massive fish tank then right that'd be, yeah that'd be oh. super cool I'm so um, for that. I was playing this yeah. playing this game. I was playing this game at the park with my roommate and we were sitting in like front of all these like bushes. And I was like, what animal would you want to just walk out of those bushes right now? <laughs> no threat. Like it wouldn't be a threat to you. Just be like, oh, there's a whatever. I came up with some good ones. So I'm going to ask that question. Well, I want to know what animals you came up with. We came up with like ones that would freak me the fuck out would be like a bear on its hind legs, oh, yeah. a lion, mm-hmm. you know, your classics. But we're like, what if a giraffe right. just came on That'd over sick, man. or a sloth a, or an octopus or an octopus like, get no. it in water and <laughs> yeah. it survive out of them in that bush. Yeah. In that world, in this reality. I mean, hey, yes. I'm also at fun fact. Pet. Yes. While you're doing that, I have to tell. So I found something out recently, mm-hmm. which is that now I have, again, I have no sources to cite. <laughs> I never do, never have, never will <laughs> on anything. But I was reading about um, how the DNA in octopus, squid, and some other fish uh, is not like organic to this planet in that oh, really? it is presumed that it came here from somewhere else and maybe like the DNA or whatever uh, traveled on like a meteor. That's a theory. Oh, interesting. And you look at octopus and you go, that may, that's a fucking alien, yeah. dude. Yeah. That totally. is accurate to me. Uh, I want those, I want that that source. Not now, don't you have to do that? Yeah, I, I think I want to read now that. again, this is, I don't know how true this is, but maybe Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> some guy named harvard yeah that's possible yeah. Um, um you can legally adopt an octopi octopi wow octopi. Yeah. it says if given the right living conditions they can be safely safely kept as pets okay cool good to know this changes my life yeah um so when i lived in san francisco my landlord actually had one so i'm like i don't know if that was legal or not i didn't ask but it was pretty fucking cool <laughs> was it big it was not that big. No, it was, it was a smaller one for sure. But she had like this massive, like she had a massive mini pool inside her apartment or house, whatever. But yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. <gasps> that's amazing. Really cool. Wow. Yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really special. I'm really happy that I know this because yeah. again, this kind of changed, <laughs> it changes the trajectory of my life knowing that someday you could be the proud mother of a octopus. There you go. Wow. All right, next category mm-hmm. <laughs> is career. 
Mm-hmm. So you're going to give me four options for career choices for yourself. Okay. First and foremost, I would like to be a screenwriter. Mm. That's the direction I want to head in now. Other than that, I would also love to be a cinematographer, which is mm. kind of in the same field, but um, I appreciate both of those things. And other than that, well, you know, I would love to get paid for playing gigs. Yeah. <laughs> to be yes. Signed. Yes. That'd be great. Um, you know, if all three of those things fail, I guess I would just be a barber or something. Okay. I don't know. Like what's, I would cut hair for a living. <laughs> what's a job that like would you would need prerequisites for, but in this MASH universe, you don't need prerequisites for that you would want to have? Like I would want to be a chef, but I don't know if I want to put in all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just want to totally. be naturally good at that for sure. Yeah. I guess a carpenter. Oh, I would I like to that. build things. Yeah. I would like to be able to build things like, for example, if these stairs here in my loft building were just to crumble and, you know, fall apart, I would like to be just like, you know what? I'll fix that myself or I'll yeah. build that myself. That'd yeah. be so cool. That yeah. would be sick. My dad has yeah. that skill and I've always been like, that's awesome. Know, it's very awesome. Like built a gazebo in our backyard. Like it's yeah. just like puts the time yeah. in to teach himself. And it, it goes back to that, like, I don't, there's some comedian that's like, uh, you know, my dad wouldn't, and my dad isn't this way, but some older men are like, I don't want to pay another man to do a job that I could learn how to do. That's like a, that's a little bit farther back. My dad's not very much, my dad's more like DIY. I would rather just Mm -hmm. learn the skill. um, Right. (laughs) That's that's my stepdad. Yeah. 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 My stepdad is the same way. Um, Yeah. And he, he's done a lot of work like that. So he knows how to do, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. And I, I really feel bad because I didn't shadow him when I was living at home. You know what I mean? I could have, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, come, you know, to New York or San Francisco with all this knowledge on, you know, how to fix things or, you know, uh, but I, I didn't, I didn't capitalize on that. <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah. You still have time. I think oh, time. yeah. You can still I do. Learn. Yeah, totally. Awesome. So our final category is transportation. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to give me four mm-hmm. modes of transportation that you... Okay want that <laughs> you want that you want man i mean is this like uh just like daily transportation like it's or like yeah daily transportation how hmm. you want to get around well yeah. i love cycling that's for oh. sure um when i was living in the bay area i used to cycle around everywhere um unless i had to you know go from san francisco to oakland i'd take bart and either way i would still take my bike with me yeah um and i love that um a lot actually I mean, I, I am a fan of walking too, actually. Like I, I really love the city for that. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah. um, I can, you know, walk places, you know, I, obviously with the assistance of <laughs> the Metro, the, the subway, mm-hmm. but, um, what about teleporting? Is that a thing? Yeah. Hell yeah. It it's a okay, thing. Cool. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like, no, the no. world is your oyster. Thing yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the world I mean, is your oxygen. So teleporting would be perfect for when you're done with your shift at work and you just like, don't want to do anything. I would just like totally ter- teleport home. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have one more option for this. <laughs> you know, a jetpack would be cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty rad. That would be sick. Would you want a pack or would you want it on your feet? You've seen those? Or... The, the pack. You've... I think that'd be super cool. Why am I saying like yeah. you've seen those that people are walking around? <laughs> yeah, all those, those guys <laughs> with jetpacks on their feet. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we've got a really good spread. She's um she's tabulating. Tabulating. Do you remember this game at all, Marty? Are you like, what the fuck is this? It sounds very familiar, but... Yeah. um, It was like a... It was I don't a very think I've ever played it. Yeah. yeah, it was a very gendered thing. It was very much like the okay. girls have to figure out what their future are with okay. their with their husbands. Like it just maybe felt I, very yeah much... maybe I could have played it though, and I just forgot or you know yeah um, it's, yeah. I know it was very much like it got really catty really quickly, and it oh, was a really? big like, it was oh, a big no. like sleepover thing. At least in yeah. my my experience, that yeah. isn't a it, universal feeling, but I do remember that paper one. Um, that the, was folded nicely and yeah, that one was very popular. Is that what they is are? What I don't know. I think know. that's what it's called. Yeah. Is it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did the term like cootie catcher? I hope that got I hope that got banned. I hope that <laughs> phrase is gone. Paper fortune teller is the proper term. Yeah. Yeah. 
That sounds right. Calculations are complete, <gasps> which means I have the results of your future. Okay. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Marty. So you're going to be living in an apartment mm -hmm. with Charlotte mm -hmm. Gainsborough mm -hmm. and your zero children. Dream. Okay. Uh -huh. I'll care that. <laughs> yeah, that. right? <laughs> yeah, that's totally and fine. I think, yeah. I think she is too. She's in her fit. She's like 50. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. Yeah. way over it. Um, yeah. And guess what? You're going to be a carpenter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, and cool. the house that Marty built. Right. There, there you it go. is. We'll Done. Uh, Done. <laughs> and well, best of all, you get to travel around with a jetpack. Nice. So Love that. living the life. <laughs> uh, uh, we're checking in with our guests for like three to five years. Yeah. And okay. again, so far, it's a hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. <laughs> so you can't argue That's with cool. that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that they're like the jetpacks are hybrid. You know, you can wear them in the house, float around. You can mm. wear them outside. Yeah, I I just hope they're not that they're safe. What do you hope? They're tested. Yeah, they're safe, <laughs> and they're efficient. There's gonna, there's, there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be jetpack traffic. I bet you anything. Oh, it's like <laughs> that's the thing. Checking ways By for the, the sky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like. You know, when, when back in like the nineties, I used to be like in 2010, it'll be the future and people <laughs> will be flying on jetpacks. I, I, I feel like as a child, I thought about that a lot, like the Jetsons and stuff. And here's the thing you think like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could fly. I would be, I wouldn't have to deal with this traffic. Like I wouldn't have to see people. I could just like get the, but no, if that was the means of transportation for like everybody, yeah there would be traffic there will yeah, always be totally. traffic because yeah. this world is overpopulated i mean honestly and that's the point i'm trying to make <laughs> really there will be traffic <laughs> there's oh no God. avoiding traffic and my drunk jet packing would stress oh, me out that's dangerous yeah 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 but there's some pause there's definitely but you know maybe in this world yeah. and this is what i'm sort of like getting from my psychic, psychic yeah. <laughs> intuition is that your jetpack is going to be very safe, very tested, but like, it's not going to be a common thing. Like, it's going to be a very cool, unique thing, which is going to make it that much more beneficial to you. But we could also be ahead of the curve. And if we have cars that drive themselves now, mm. why don't we have jetpacks that you just enter your address and it just <gasps> flies you home? That's it. This is <laughs> be ahead this, of the curve. <laughs> there's the upgrade. That's yeah. exactly what it's going to be. I want to get home to my octopus yeah. as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. Oh, I love it. Well, let's let you like settle into this, you know, this future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll give you a few minutes. You know, now this. I'm going to be thinking about this before I go to sleep. <laughs> Good. Manifest yeah. it, man. That's um, what I like to do here. Brainstorming. Uh, fuck with people's sleep cycles. I know, right? <laughs> Just no, just, just letting just, them, yeah, just letting them sit in I silence. <laughs> no, I had a pleasant break. I hope you both did as well. I had a pleasant break too. Yeah, I ate my donut. Yeah, and we have wait, what kind of what kind of donut? Oh, let me tell you, it's the Hostess Donuts chocolate baby. Okay, chocolate. Okay, and, and so earlier today I had a Dunkin' uh, Boston cream. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just about to tell you, I just had a Boston cream pie donut for the first time in my life, like six <gasps> months ago. What do you think? It changed my life. Yes, <laughs> it I'm so changed it, my it's, life. it's my favorite. Oh my it god, really I'm so happy to hear yeah. this. Yes, I'm yes. so happy to hear this. I'm obsessed. Also today, while I was eating my Boston cream mm -hmm. Dunkin' donut, it made me think about how much I love Boston cream pie. Have you ever had it? No. Oh, <laughs> chef's kiss. Uh, and then I started Googling best Boston cream pies in Boston to because mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the history <laughs> uh -huh. of uh, Boston cream pie, but I sure want to know because I love it. And it said one of the ingredients from the Boston cream pie was actually brought here on a meteor 
crashed <laughs> into Boston. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. None of the, none of the DNA actually is organic to Earth. None of it's right? organic to Earth or Boston. To be or specific. Boston. But it just landed in Boston. So uh-huh. they got lucky. They got lucky. Yep. They, they sure used the name. Did. History was made, as was the best dessert in history. And now Boston is on the map. Uh-huh. That's what did it. <laughs> Other than the Boston cream pie, do you have anything else to share with us in terms of creative endeavors or a book you're reading or a show you've recently watched that resonated with you? Well, I would like to share the book that I am reading called Death. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I love it. Our, so one of, well, now my ex coworker, but one of our coworkers texted me the other day and he was like, really a fun mood down here at, at the barber shop. I walked in and there's just a book called Death in the, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. In the common space. Yeah. What yeah. is, tell me more, tell us more about it. Okay. So, um, so Death is a book written by the philosopher Shelley Kagan, who teaches at Yale. Um, and he teaches this a class on death. Um, and really, the book is about um, uh, the arguments for and against the existence of the soul. And so um, I think it's quite fascinating that we are taught to believe that there is a soul and anyone that doesn't believe that there is a soul. The burden of proof is, is put on the person that does not believe that there mm. is soul so it's it's quite interesting i think it should be the other way around i think yeah. that the person that believes in the soul should be the one to prove that the soul actually exists mm. but um anyway so the book um shelly kagan um you know he um discusses like other philosophers arguments for the existence of the soul and he will counter those arguments mm. and so it, it really really does get you thinking um in ways that you wouldn't really you know, normally think. And, and, and he gives you all these perspectives um, that are quite interesting. And um, so that's, that's the book in short. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what side are you leaning towards? Yeah. Or are you feeling like kind of an impartial, just like being a sponge and taking mm. it? In? Well, I mean, so before I read the book, I, I, I really didn't know what to believe uh, because I never really, I guess, investigated myself. Like I never really read into either side Hmm. and I didn't want to believe one way or another just because I was taught to believe one way or another. So um, I didn't know what to believe, whether or not it does or does not exist. Um, And so I always just remained skeptical of it um, until I read this book and um, I mean, I kind of knew that it would sort of, um, you know, well, I knew that it would lean more towards the side of souls don't exist. Mm -hmm. And um, which I kind of felt like I would lean more towards that side anyway, you know, so I feel like it kind of just solidified that, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, you, you so. did some soul searching. And yeah, said, I did. Yeah. And, I, and there was nothing there. So. Nothing no, there. no, no, I mean, I'm not done with the book. Um, and, you know, there are some things that I, I disagree with hmm. uh, Shelly Kagan, but it doesn't mean that uh, because I disagree with his argument that, you know, that I just disagree with him in general. So, right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, he presents an interesting way to think about the soul and the way people work and and the way people think about the soul. Um, so it's, it's quite fascinating. Does he, does he have, um, opinions on like past lives, past life regression work, anything like that? Yeah, totally. Uh, he does bring it up, uh, quite a bit. Um, and ultimately if, if, uh, his argument would be, Um, you know, if we were reincarnated, then we never truly died. So it doesn't make sense that you can die, but then survive your death. You know what I mean? Those Mm. those are contradicting ideas. So, um, so in short, you know, for that reason, he doesn't believe that reincarnation is actually a thing because you can't survive your death. Like if you die, you die, you know, and if, you know, so <laughs> no, I think it's great. I so, agree. It's, it's great to hear other yeah. perspectives. Yeah. yeah. 
So, um, I mean, obviously I can't explain it as well as he does, but sure. that's what I took from that portion of it. Um, yeah. Well, I'd be really interested to read that. I find that so fascinating because I also, um, yeah. I, I find the questioning of that sort of thing, uh, of the existence of souls and of things like reincarnation so fascinating mm -hmm. and hearing both sides yeah. is so fascinating mm -hmm. because here's the thing, the only certain we have is that we cannot be certain about this like we mm -hmm. just don't know what happens after like we can we can assume for like that the physical body we can we can take this scientific facts of like your body shuts down it no longer functions mm -hmm. and then like Correct. but the the soul part of that the energy mm -hmm. part of that you can't really we just we just don't know and it's the same thing with like religion right like people uh, grow up being taught this thing and it's been like that for centuries and so mm -hmm. they that to a lot of people it's like there is a god mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. <laughs> the fact of the matter is we actually just cannot prove that we we and maybe someday like something will happen and we'll find out more and it'll get us closer to these answers but like, also, we just don't know. And there's something so cool in that unknown yeah. part. There's something so cool to hear both sides and to explore that unknown, I think. Yeah. And I think that his main point too is like, I think the best guide is just inference to the best explanation. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, if we, we can't always explain certain things, but, you know, inference to the best explanation is our best guide to things that we don't fully, you know, understand or, or yeah. you know, things like that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's, yeah. It's also, I mean, I love having these kind of conversations, but it's also gets down to of like, what serves you in your day to day? Like, yeah. does that information serve you? It's great to like ponder and pontificate and all of that. I think oh, it's yeah. so important. Um, and, but then it's like, people who are like is this a simulation etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> yeah. it's like does that serve you in the day-to-day -day? Right. Yeah. that would disconnect me from my like right. <laughs> interactions with people um but whereas I just think it's so interesting people who are religious you know mm. and now I'm not talking about like religious extremists who you know it's, it's harmful yeah. to themselves yeah. or to other people but like you know, I might not believe in what they believe in, but it's giving them faith and a guide to live their lives with hope and um, compassion. And that's fucking awesome. That's fantastic. Well, the, I don't the, have the to thing agree is, with it. Here's the thing, though. It's like, that's the goal. But then, you know, there are all these issues that arise from religion as well like homosexuality you know what i mean like of course to relate according to religion it's wrong but like you know i think right. it's more important to think for yourself and 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 decipher whether or not it's truly wrong like okay well you know there are people that consider it wrong and uh you know which i think is invalid yeah. um but I, you know so there 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 are a lot of issues that arise from religion as well and you know people live by by these, like by this code or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's more important to just to think for yourself and decide for yourself whether or yep. not, you know, these, this is right or wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I agree I honestly, with that 100%. Yeah. I really don't think that it's necessary to have um, religion as like an, like an ethical guide. You know what I mean? I yeah, think that we no. can totally come up with that on our own and, and decide for ourselves whether or not things are ethical or unethical, as long as we think about them. But if you have a book that tells you what to think, then you don't have to do any of the work. So mm. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's I think so true. too, what also what I mean in, because again, like I'm not a religious person at all. Mm -hmm. And, but, but the thing I think about it with certain people, again, I'm not at all talking about the extremists or the people who use it as a weapon in a sense right, right, against right. anybody um right. but rather like i think for a lot of people this concept of death mm -hmm. can be so terrifying and like yeah totally uh and paralyzing 
to really think about it. And if you, if we were to like, let that cloud our minds, like what's the purpose? Like, right. So I think also within that, like, and not just religion, but any sort of belief system outside of science and for some science, but I think it gives, you know, it's like giving purpose to your life instead of just looking at like the black and white of like, well, what's the fucking point? Because we're all going to be dead and buried in the ground. And you know what I mean? Even for someone that doesn't believe in religion, it's death is still terrifying. You know, it can be terrifying, but you know, yes. it, it, it doesn't mean that, oh, you know, yeah. like, for example, I don't believe in any religion. And, you know, I, I truly believe that when we die, we die, that's it. And so, you know, I mm. am still not going to let that, you know, take a grip on my life and, and just consume me, you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's, it's going to, yes, it's going to, it can be scary for anyone, regardless of whether you believe it or not, you know what I mean? So it's just like one of those things that you're going to have to, yeah, no, 100%. you know, uh, just kind of, you know, come to, I guess, that realization that it's, it's just going to happen. <laughs> and yeah. Hmm. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I th- that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So social media handles or zip code, <laughs> your apartment number, social no, security. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my Instagram is nervous dot physician, I think. Let me let me double check. Yeah, ner- the dot nervous dot physician. <laughs> um, but uh okay. my EP is on um Spotify as well, uh as the nervous physician. Um and I do have a YouTube too. Um, and so my YouTube, I usually post like my videos and stuff like that and things that I, you know, film and, you know, write scores for and stuff like that. So that's going to be geared more towards like the visual aspect of you know my art and, um, and, you know, I incorporate music into that as well, but the music that, you know, is in those videos is like, you know, separate from my nervous physician project. Um, yeah. Understood. Yeah. So, oh, cool. um, that's, that's where you can find me <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We'll include all of that cool. in the, in the Instagram post. Sweet. As well. Thank yeah. you so much for chatting yeah, with course. us. Letting us yeah. your brain. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you in the skies. See you in the skies. Hashtag jet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Danuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.